Hi, I'm Tony Mala, and welcome to the ASA Podcast, a program for automotive professionals that helps keep you ahead of what's now, what's new, and what's next in the business of automotive service and collision repair. This podcast is brought to you by the Automotive Service Association, dedicated to driving your success. And we'll be sharing information, insight, and inspiration that will not just help you make a living, it will help you make a difference. I'm talking with Bob Greenwood, the Automotive Aftermarket Manager and President and CEO of Automotive Aftermarket E-Learning Center Limited. AAEC is the acronym. Bob has over 40 years of business management experience with the independent sector of the automotive aftermarket industry in North America consulting with independent retail shops on all facets of their business operations. His 18 years of running his own local consulting and accounting firm in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, created some of the most productive and financially successful entrepreneurs the independent sector has today. So we're looking forward to a very enlightening conversation. Bob, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tony. Glad to be here. One of the things we wanted to talk about was basically given the situation that we're in, with the coronavirus sheltering in place, social distancing, we're just now starting to open back up. And I know ASA has been offering advice all through the, the crisis to our members as to what they should be doing. And one of the conversations that you and I had was about crisis marketing. And that's really what I want to talk about today with you as to what should shops be doing, say, differently, or what should they be thinking about? Because you should never stop marketing, regardless of what the situation is. But let's start with the importance of marketing your business, even during the COVID-19 crisis. You know, in this particular crisis, it's very important to understand that your clientele is going through issues. And uh, because the school closing is and that, some of them are stuck at home. And they can't even get out to do things properly. So you start to look at how can I help my clientele? Do I understand their situation? And you've heard me say it many times before. In this particular profession today, we are in the relationship business and we have got to really slow down and have discussions more than ever with each individual client that we have and understand their particular situation and see where we can adapt the business to make sure that their vehicle is safe, reliable and efficient. But we're helping them where we can. This is a different time frame today. It is a different way of doing business because everybody's going through this crisis together. But we can't sit there and just look at our own backyard. We've got to understand the front yard and backyard of our clientele. Mm -hmm. So doing things differently is marketing differently to them. Marketing information such as how you are handling their vehicle even. You're offering pickup and delivery so they don't even have to leave their premises. You're offering a complete sanitization of the vehicle and making sure it's done before it comes into the base and making sure it's done before it's delivered to the client. So these are new processes that have got to be embraced and I believe they will become a standard in the new norm once this is all developed. Because we've got to protect us and we've got to protect our client. My concern is is that we don't communicate enough with individual clients to understand their particular situation. And so I've worked with my own clients on that and making sure that they do slow down and understand their client base. And there's many things to be understood today. Yes, we are open. You've got to get that message out there. But here's how we are doing things differently. Touch-free service. You don't even have to bring your vehicle here. We'll look after that. We will get it back to you. We'll call you and any services will be put on your credit card. 
So we are in the position to make sure that you are not being exposed to an environment where the COVID is hanging out and we're not being exposed either. And when your vehicle comes back, it has been completely cleaned out. And I even, I even recommend not, not only desanitizing it, but wash it up, deliver a clean vehicle back to them at all times, mm. completely, and make that different. That is a value proposition in your relationship. Well, that certainly makes sense. I know a lot of shops are doing already the sanitization. In fact, we put a lot of information out there about what should be done. And, you know, we've talked about, you know, wearing masks, gloves, that sort of thing. Although, interestingly enough, I just interviewed Dr. Bob Risch uh, last week, and the medical community actually discourages the use of consumers wearing gloves. It's okay in the shop when you're trying to protect yes. yourself from the chemicals and stuff. But as a general practice, that actually increases your chances of, you know, spreading the virus around, which kind of surprised me. But I think that your point is well taken on the marketing. Obviously, the first message is we're open and we're here to serve you. But let's explore communication a little bit. What should shops be doing differently to communicate with their customers? Let me give you an example. During normal times, we might send out an email or a flyer or some people are still using direct mail, whatever. But the general messaging is always when we have a special or it's, you know, it's Arbor Day, we'll plant a tree, whatever. Is there anything specific you can think of in the messaging that we should be sensitive to given what the consumers, the customers are facing right now? Well, this is all part of knowing your client base, Tony. And my concern is, is how does your client want to be communicated with? I'll be honest with you. I, I prefer a text message over an email. I get mm. bombarded by emails every day and they can just be a pain at times. But maybe, do you know that about each individual client? So you'll have a, a series of clients that want emails. You'll have certain ones that want a phone call. You'll have ones that text me. Other ones that say, yes, yeah, send me a card. But in the particular idea is where I want to change things up is to show the value you're bringing to the table, to the client at this time. And that is you're in a position to move to a service on need business model, which is mean managing the client's vehicle precisely how they use the vehicle and their expectations out of the vehicle. And not all clients are the same. So I am going to put together a complete package for that client so that they can see over the next year how we're going to manage the vehicle for them and the intervals of those vehicles. But again, going back, based on how that client uses that vehicle. And it's distinguishing a difference in yourself is that because this relationship is personal, you are designing everything personal for each individual client. Now, a lot of this is administration in your back office of your shop. But the fact is, is that between the service advisor and the back, the shop area is you're looking or this office area you're looking at how can we communicate clearly and what value do we bring to our client i don't believe in just sending out specials i think that's a wrong message in this day and age i don't think it accomplishes a lot but here's something i do believe in and people who have used it and, and used it well have made great headways and it starts like this first of all you design in your own shop a comprehensive inspection there's no definition of a comprehensive inspection in North America. So you have to design one based on your technician's input, your thoughts, and you're covering three words, safety, reliability, and efficiency of the vehicle. What should we be inspecting? And you make up that list properly. Now this, may, this inspection may take two, two and a half hours on a typical vehicle to do it right. But the purpose of that is to have a complete file on that vehicle from bumper to bumper 
and I compare it to an accounting firm or a law firm, you switch accountants, no accountant can give you any advice until they understand your complete file. You switch law firms, no lawyer can give you advice until they understand your complete file or your situation. The purpose of a comprehensive is to understand the situation of the vehicle that the client is using so that you can now advise them accordingly. Now you may find that it requires $2,000 worth of work to really keep it up to safety, reliability, efficiency. But perhaps you approach it this way. Yes, Mr. Jones, it does require $2,000 worth of work, which over a period of time is going to be a good investment for you because it's going to give you probably on average with ongoing basic preventative maintenance another five years with that vehicle. But for today, you don't do the 2000. I will work with you over the next three to six months and we'll get this done. But for safety and reliability issues today, I want to get this $800 done. Now you're communicating clearly with the client, not trying to jam something to them. But at the same time, you're educating them in print as to where you see the vehicle status. A complete file is there. And if you're doing a comprehensive once a year on a consumer's vehicle, that file is kept up to date. And that charge, that two, two and a half hours, does go out at a diagnostic rate because you're analyzing the vehicle. Mm. But what value you're bringing to the table for the client is amazing. Rather than waiting for something to break down, the client has to phone, book an appointment. It's a breakdown and repair job. To me, we haven't handled our professional responsibility if we cannot guide the client properly today. This is the new profession we're in today. You're talking about basically building a, a personal relationship with an individual, getting to know them and their vehicle, as you had mentioned, which is something that I think the industry has always had an, as an advantage. Consumers seem to prefer independent repair shops for that personal touch. It's not an impersonal, you know, big box store, whatever. They feel like they're being taken care of. While we're waiting for them, a lot of them are still sitting home and scared. What sorts of things can a shop do on the marketing side to build that relationship? For example, I've talked to a shop owner in Reno, Nevada, and he calls his clients just to check on them, see how they're doing. Some clients are now getting ready to go back to work, but their car's been sitting for maybe a month, literally sitting. They haven't moved it. So is there a value in reaching out to them, say, hey, I know you're getting ready to go back to work. Uh, this diagnostic review that you talked about might be a good opportunity, but is there value in that kind of messaging as well, where you're just checking on the consumer's welfare to help build that relationship? Absolutely. Remember, you're in a personal relationship mm -hmm. and they're important clients to your business and you do show that you care. And there's nothing wrong if they want to be communicated by email. Uh, Tony, how are you? Bob here, just wanted to check with you. I hope you've been getting through all this mess and your chaos every day is just like everybody else. I'm there with you. And if there's anything I can do, you know that we're here. Hope all is well at your end. A simple little message. It doesn't have to be something long, but it's very personal. And I think that kind of communication solidifies the relationship. Should they also be talking to their consumers, customers, clients about what they're going to do once they do come into the shop in order to make sure that they're safe? We've been encouraging shops to share that information. Some have even created some videos to, to detail like the sanitization process and things like that. Is that something that should be part of your crisis communication plan? I, I like the video concept, the short video, walking the client through. When you show up, you're going to see some differences. And here we go. Let me walk you through this. This is what we're doing to mm. making sure you're protected. 
And I think that visual and that commentary as you do that little video, it's only going to be a minute, minute and a half, two minutes tops, as something that you can give your clients and say, wow, okay, these guys have thought it out. I'm going to feel comfortable when I get there. Great. I was looking at one shop today. They've actually set up an outdoor stand outside their front door with a complete cover, table, lots of sanitizer, naps, and that type of thing that you know the, the consumer can sit there and wait for their vehicle because the nicer weather's here now. Mm. And uh, it's great. They don't have to be inside the building. And they set up a nice atmosphere outside. You know, it's things like this. Step out of the box and you're thinking, how would you like to be treated if you go somewhere? I like the video idea. Actually, I thought it was a great idea as well. I also like the phone call, just the outreach, not necessarily to try to sell them anything, just to check on them and see how they're doing. Again, it's all about building that relationship that we're talking about. I think the video is a great way to share the information, but you had mentioned a couple of other ways to communicate with people, and I'm with you. I think customers should be communicated with as they wish to be. A lot of shops now, everybody has a website. A lot of shops are, are active on Facebook. One or two of our members I know actually do periodic videos to just demonstrate to their customers what good vehicle maintenance looks like, showing them a bad break, things like that. In this particular instance, I think showing them what you're doing, and I love your idea about maybe doing a walk around of the shop to show them what's going to be different when they do come in. You know, we have this plastic shield up now. We, we're, here's, here's Fred, he's, you know, he's doing all the cars. Here's, here's our process, everybody's wearing masks, whatever just to reassure the customer. Is that reassurance messaging something that you should keep in the back of your head when you're putting together your marketing materials? I, I truly believe in that. Actually, it should be at the front of your head mm. <laughs> before anything else now. It should be the forefront saying, how are we communicating the safety idea about COVID in our shop to our clientele? The other thing too that you can put if you wanted to do an email is have an attachment where you make up a nice list as to the value proposition you're bringing today explaining yourself in maybe a letter form or point form. It might be one or two pages in length in terms of here's what we do now. Here's the changes that you will see and it's in point form. Here's the value proposition our particular shop brings to, your, to you basically because we're managing your vehicle now for safety, reliability, and efficiency. And here are the points that we're always looking at to ensure. And this is why we want these conversations with you when you come in to make sure that we fully understand your file. And there's nothing wrong with using that word, your file. You're that important to us. You're a client of ours, and we're not going to let you down. Again, that's a hallmark of relationship building and that the independent repair community has, I think, done an excellent job of with over the years. One other thing that a lot of shops do is get involved in their community prior to all this, the, you know, supporting little league teams, softball leagues, whatever. Should shops be spotlighting what they're doing to support, for example, other businesses during this crisis that may be closed or, or what they're doing to outreach to other shops to help them get through it? Is that something that you think would help build that level of trust with their, with their customers? I believe it does. I've got a client that's doing something exactly like that. And here's what they do. First of all, the food shortage and the community's food services have to be stocked up and people who need those services, uh, they're actually helping doing that. They're donating to that. On top of that, they've allowed everybody, they just put up a general sign, you need help to get somewhere, just give us a call. Mm. Got to get to the hospital, give us a call. 
you know, you need got to go see your one of your relatives and can't get there. Give us a call. They may not. They're not even customers. They're not even clients. They're just a general format. We're here to help you in this crisis. So don't be shy. The other thing that I'm looking at too is that uh, they're doing is that they're they're bringing out priority booking in their shop. You're a first responder. Your shifts are all over the map. You need proper service on your vehicle. You got priority booking in our shop. We will get you in before anybody else because you're a first responder and we appreciate so much what you have been doing on our behalf. That's a good image. That's, it's a, a marketing ploy that's saying, yes, we're involved in the community. We're recognizing the crisis, the way it's taking place, and we're putting the word out there. We care. Those two words are extremely important. We care. ASA has recently, we're, we put on all of our, our Facebook photos, we're open, we care. For that reason and we're sharing that flag with our membership if they want to put it on their sites i think that's such an important message i love the idea of having priority bookings for first responders i know a lot of shops offer things like free oil changes you know to help them get through it but again at all times letting the community know what you're doing to support them as much as you're asking for them to support you in your marketing i think is, is extremely important you're involved in the community and Tony, that is what business is today. You want to be involved in your community. That is a right culture level, right way to think, because don't say we care and don't do anything to prove it. We prove it. You got to walk the talk, as they say, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, it has to happen. Let's come at this from a different angle. What should shops not be doing right now that we're just starting to open up? They've been through some tough times. Maybe some of them are getting a little panicked. What sorts of things should shops be careful to avoid? I think the biggest mistake that they make is when they get in and start having specials all over the place and discounting. Hmm. Uh, they haven't done the math. And you have to understand the math of your business like you never understood it before today. Being in the relationship business, you're in a value proposition of what you're bringing to the table. Your clientele deal with you because they trust you. They trust you. And there's only three ways to run a business today. Price, service, quality, pick two. Mm. You're in the service quality business. You're not a, 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 you know, a 500 chain, thousand chain store that's based on price and volume. You're in the relationship business. So I'm going to slow it down. I want to make sure I'm bringing the right value proposition that my clients need. And you have built your business today. Your clients are there continuously having their vehicle serviced by you because they trust you. You don't let them down. They're not there beating you up on price or your labor rates. They're saying, don't let me down, just do it right. And you always have, that's why I'm back. It's trust. So as soon as you get into the discounting, who are you gonna attract? Discounting people who are price focused. They're certainly not loyal. They're there for the special and that's it. Your clients, you get all their business. You get their multiple vehicles of their house and that type of thing, your, their family even. People who are price shoppers, they don't care about you. They just want the deal now and get out. Why are you wasting your time on that? You can't even have a conversation with these people. So it's really redefining your business today as an independent shop. What type of clientele are we going after and where are they in my community? Is my messaging getting out to them? Do they see that we're involved? And I had one client do something kind of strange, but we worked our way through it. 
And I'm a very big believer in running a business at the, at the independent shop level five days a week, Monday to Friday. We want weekends off and so does our team. So he had a discussion with his team. He saw what was going on in his community. Shops were closing down. They were just taking their closing for two weeks because of COVID and you know, nothing was open. So what did he do? He opened up on Saturday mm. and he, he, he talked to the team about it and the team said, yeah, why don't we give it a go for four or five weeks and see what happens? They were amazed about how many first responders were coming in on Saturday. They couldn't believe it. <laughs> but they, the first responders say, oh, geez, you're open on Saturday. I, you know, I'm tied up during the week, but I see you're open. And uh, I, you know, I, I remember reading and hearing about priority booking. Is there, can you get me in? They said, absolutely, you're in. <laughs> you know? But they're not staying open. They just wanted to do it for four to six weeks. And you know, it's worked out well, but they got the message out. And again, they were reaching out to people that they hadn't served before, and most of them were first responders. And that, that just blew me away. I thought that was just great. That is great. You know, that's an interesting point, too. Uh, we, always, we always talk about thinking outside the box, you know, doing things differently. But when you think about how all this is going to change the way we do business, I firmly believe the world we enter when all of this is over is going to be massively different from the world we left when it began. I think that some of the things that we're doing to cope with the crisis, such as a lot of distance learning is going on, and we'll talk about that more in a minute. But I think sitting down with your team and being creative about things like that, taking a look outside the foxhole, what's going on around me and what can I do differently to provide a service to fill a vacuum that has been created by this situation that will allow me to raise my visibility by better serving the community and the customers that I depend on. So I, I love that idea. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I often wonder when they try something like that and they discover that, well, we've never been open on Saturdays before. We'll open on Saturdays. We're only going to do it for a couple of weeks. And all of a sudden it's massively successful. How that will change their approach to the business model. Well, geez, maybe we'll close on Mondays from now on <laughs> because people are, uh, you know, people are, are seem to seem to like the, the additional I don't know of any shops that are doing evening hours or that sort of thing, but I know a lot of shops, and they did this before the, the pandemic, a lot of shops are offering concierge service to pick up and drop off vehicles, particularly for their older customers who might be afraid yeah. to go out. Yeah. Those sorts of things, in my opinion, are along the lines of what we've been discussing, where it provides not just a service, it provides security, it provides comfort, it provides a way for you to show that you do care. Do you agree with that? I totally agree with it. I'll throw another one in there. Try this one. You probably have some pretty high-tech clients. And those high-tech clients know how to use all kinds of technology. Yeah. So you're picking up and you're delivering their vehicle. You're going through all that pro process. But try this one. Up. Send them a Zoom invite and have a Zoom meeting with them face-to-face. -to -face. Tony, let's go over the invoice here. I just want to talk to you about the vehicle and what I saw and how I saw it and what I'm recommending. Now I can have a face-to-face -face meeting on Zoom. They love the technology. It's a different approach. You're only on it for maybe 10 minutes, tops 15, but you're communicating and securing that relationship with the client, discussing their vehicle, because this particular client loves using technology and you're impressing him or her. Whoa, you know how to use Zoom? Wow, that's cool. <laughs> It's, it's all just part of the stepping process. It has to be different today. And you know, it's just a different way of using something that a lot of shops are already doing, digital vehicle inspections. Yeah. We're already communicating with our customers via cell phone. 
Hadn't thought about the Zoom connection though, but we're using it right now. I've been amazed at how many businesses are actually adopting this type of contactless customer service. They do do it through texts and showing them static pictures, but having a video conversation is actually one of the things that we were recommending to shops when they do open up, again, to preserve that contactless customer experience, at least for the short term, to build confidence in, yes, you are concerned about my welfare. It removes any possibility of of sharing an infection in any way, shape, or form. So I think leveraging technology has always been a key. And it's interesting to me that these are tools we've been using all along. And now that we have a situation where we really can't have customers come into the building, the automotive service industry is actually in a pretty good position to do this sort of thing, frankly, without changing much in the way we were doing, because we were already doing digital vehicle inspections. We're already communicating with text, as you had suggested, things like that. We have so much going for us. And I don't see us as far as the independent sector in a crisis. I see it as an opportunity and just slowing our thinking down, keeping our team engaged, keeping making sure our, our own team are very safe to start with. That's, a, that's common sense to me. Mm. But making sure that, hey, let's just think a little bit differently. How are we going to push this relationship button? And when you start asking things like that, versus saying, oh, what's the best price I can do something for? You're on the right track building a relationship. You're in it for the long term. So where are those relationships going to be built? And you know as well as I do, when you get a referral from a client, you get a good new client. I learned long ago in my life, customers hang around with customers, clients hang around with clients. And I want the client mindset. I want the person who says, yes, I'm prepared to develop a relationship with you because you're going to look after my vehicle. I've heard some good things about you. And uh, this is fantastic. When can I get in to see you? Perfect. You know, it is perfect. It, again, it builds on that relationship we talked about. But I think more importantly, it sends a very positive message. I mean, we get so much in the way of bad news these days. I think it's important that we not give in to fear. And that we, we constantly build on the value that we provide, the positive support that we are providing, not just to our customers, but to our industry, to our colleagues, uh, to the beauty shop down the street that didn't know how to apply for a PPP loan. One of our shop owners actually knew the individual and, and reached out to them and said, let me help you with that. I think right. those little acts of kindness, they tend to be cumulative and they go a long way. And I'm hoping that when we talk about what's changing and what's going to be different, that that's one of the things that comes out of this, that we are all a little bit more aware of each other, a little bit more inclined to reach out and help, which is a hallmark of the United States of America has been for years, long before you or I got here, and I'm sure it'll be long after you and I are long gone. But I think if we can be a small part of that positive nature of what we're doing, We not only help build our business, uh, we not only make a living, but we definitely make a difference. And I think that's that's what's at the heart of it. You make a big difference. And and during this particular time, positive actions get remembered. Mm. And I'll even go back to everybody makes up a great repair order. And uh, I've seen repair orders two, three pages long. Instead of pointing out what's wrong with the vehicle, point out what's right with the vehicle and go over that with each and every client. 
you know, Tony, we've done a complete inspection of your vehicle, and yes, we see some things that have to be looked after for safety, reliability, and efficiency based on how you're using it and your expectation of the vehicle. But here's what I found is really good about your vehicle at this point in time. This is happening, that's happening. You know, this thing could last you easily another five years just with some basic maintenance. So it's going to be a good investment for you. But I want you to know, nothing is just always wrong. You've got some good stuff here that's right. Yeah, that's that positive message we were talking about. I think it's right. You know, one of the th other things that has been changing, and this has been great, I, I got to tell you, I'm, we, we need to do more of this. But before I let you go, one of the things that we found, we at ASA have found, is that during the crisis, a lot more individuals are taking advantage of the time to keep up with their training, learning never stops, but they're doing it using electronic means, online stuff. And I honestly believe that once we get through this, we're going to have a new appreciation of the value of online or distance learning as they call it. In fact, so much so that I feel compelled to mention that you are providing an eight-part service for ASA members and anyone else that wants to sign up for it. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, this is my level one business management class. It's very intense. And when I was doing the live classes, it would start at eight in the morning and go to basically four, four thirty in the afternoon. And we covered off an awful lot of information about how the business has to develop it today. It is a new format. You look at the way the business came in, it was a breakdown and repair mechanical business. And then we, about 10 years ago, 11 years ago, everybody got into the preventative maintenance game. Well, that game's over now. Now we're based on a service on need business model, which is a, a different business model altogether. The math has changed dramatically. And I'll just give you a couple of points here. We prove in class that 60 to 65% of the average shop's business that goes through their door does not create $1 of net profit. Now think about that. That's scary. That's a lot of work for doing nothing. What if we can get that down to 40%? Your profit on the bottom line go through the roof. There is so much money to be made today, but the business has to be restructured mathematically. So what I did is I took the whole one-day session, eight hours, and broke it down into one-hour segments. And that's what we're starting with you. And we're going to start off level one, first hour, and in between classes, I'm going to give homework assignments. So the person, the student, starts working on their business right away based on what we talked about and by the time the next week comes around, they're there. They've got the answers to that. They understand that first session. I'm also available in between classes for an email, a phone call, a text message, however you want to communicate with me. If you have a question, a clarification, or just even wanted to bounce something off of me, I am there for these eight sessions to make sure that you clearly understand where the money is in your business. Because I said it in the promotion. The average shop in North America is five days. The average shop in North America in the independent sector is missing between $25,000 and $30,000 net profit per day per year out of the current business coming through the door. And nobody's talking about this in the industry. Mm. It just blows me away. You're in business to make money so you can pay your staff well, have a good life yourself, and grow your business. But you've got to be focused on net profit. We're not there. We're focused on activity. We're watching sales. Sales, got to get our sales up. No, let's take a look at what you're currently doing and see how we can modify. So I put in with ASA a whole eight sessions, eight hours. We're going to go through it. And I also said to ASA, 
you can let your registrants know that if they go through this eight hours and by the eight, last of the eighth session they don't feel they got their tuitions worth I personally will write the check to get their money back not ASA I'll personally give their money back that's how much I believe the information is going to do for them they will understand their business in a totally different perspective and start to work on it as we go through it I'm excited about this it's uh, opening up things it's slowing it right down so you can understand so you're not bombarded with a pile of information in one day and you're overwhelmed no we're going to slow it right down this is the new way of really doing business development not business training business development we're going to develop this business and i'm happy and proud to be part of this well we are delighted to partner with you on this those of you who may not know what we're talking about just go to the asa website and you can sign up for Bob's course. Uh, it'll be starting next Thursday. So there's still time to, uh, to register and get involved. And this is part of what will be, I think, some of the changes that we're looking at as an industry, uh, as individuals, and as businesses as we move through this. The most advancement happens during a time of crisis. If you look at some of the uh, medical and scientific advancements that happened during the Second World War, total catastrophe. But there is some positive that comes out of it. And I think the opportunity for us to sit back and reflect on our business and see, because we're not running around with our hair on fire to catch up, we've had over these last few weeks a chance to sit back and say, okay, let me look at my operation. These are some of the ideas that have emerged from that process. Bob stepped up with what we thought was a great idea. So we are happy to partner with you uh, on this. And we're looking forward to the first of many of these new types of, of training ideas that we're going to be promoting in the years to come. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be Very great. Nice the man stands behind his, uh, his work. Anybody who's willing to give them somebody their money back, you must be confident. That's the kind of positive thinking we think is important. Well, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. I've been, I'm 43 years in the industry. I have been doing my live management classes since 1985, 88, right in that area. It's been a while. And I've always had a money back guarantee when I present my classes because I'm not there to motivate, I'm there to give excellent business content to build the business based on today's business realities. So I've always had a money back guarantee. And of all the classes I've done all my life, I've only given one refund. And that one refund was my decision, not the student's decision. But he had to leave halfway through class because he had a death in the family. And feeling bad about that. I mean, geez, that's a terrible thing. I automatically just gave him his money back. And the first thing he says, no, Bob, appreciate that. Thanks very much. Get me into the next class. That's all I want. <laughs> and that's exactly where it went, <laughs> to the next and class. That is yeah. testament to the value you provide, my brother. So we're, uh, like I said, we're looking forward to it. Well, Bob, this has been a great experience. We could do it all day. I know you're busy. Uh, any final words before we let you go? No, Tony, I really appreciate what you're doing and how you're doing it. I think it's great. I'm looking forward to opportunities to working with you and the ASA group. Anything I can do for you, anything I can do for your members, never hesitate to ask. I'd love to be involved. Well, again, Bob, we thank you so much. And again, we're looking forward to working more closely with you as we go forward. We have been talking with Bob Greenwood, President and CEO of Automotive Aftermarket E-Learning Center Limited. It's been a great podcast, Bob. We'll look forward to, uh, to talking more with you down the road. And again, those of you who might be interested in learning a little bit more about what Bob has to offer, just visit the ASA website and click on the events tab and you'll see all you need to know. Bob, I want to thank you on behalf of ASA and all of our members. You do a great job. Just keep up the good work. 
Thank you, Tony. Appreciate it. Have a great day. You too. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you're brand new to the ASA podcast or if you've been here before, I encourage you to subscribe so you won't miss some of the great things we have coming up in our future episodes. Just hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening and you'll be good to go. If you enjoy our podcast and find our content valuable, make sure to leave a rating and review wherever you are listening to this. And if you're an automotive service facility shop owner listening to this podcast and you'd like to know more about ASA, I invite you to visit our website at asashop.org. I'm Tony Mala, and thanks for listening.